Hello, Grimmers. This is Amanda. I'm Christina. And this is Grim Girls. <laughs> I almost forgot that I had to say that part. <laughs> okay, so after the last podcast, you know, it was dark. Uh, I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> I'm so glad it's over. I apologize in advance because this is also... We're getting fucking heavy. It is. And we are. I don't know anything about what you're about to tell me, though. I'm going to tell you this. There's a trigger warning, and there is also rape of a child. No. Great. Yeah. Great. I love... No, I don't love that. I fucking hate that. I yeah. hate that so much. Um, oh, I got to say something I forgot to say in my episode. Oh, say it. I cuss too much. <laughs> oh my god. I've had listeners, it's usually people that actually know me directly, not people that like are just listeners, but people have been telling me that my cussing, cursing, my language is excessive. Hey, you know what? I was going to make myself a shirt to say some moms cuss too much. I'm some moms. You know, I have to hold in so much throughout the day when I'm working. When I like am not working, I just unload and mm-hmm. I go fucking this fucking that and I can't help myself I gotta release that negative energy that's built up inside me from dealing with idiots all day okay yep no I hear it <laughs> I completely understand but no I just wanted to mention that I was told I cuss way too much so I'm trying <laughs> like I tried in my episode to tone it down a little bit I didn't notice you a didn't difference. so I, I still cussed a lot I mean I didn't notice a difference oh Aww. but I cuss a lot too so I know you don't not as much not, as not in this podcast. Mm, yeah, that's true. I just, I cuss every time I talk. It's really hard for me when I'm, like, talking to normal people now and not cuss. <laughs> it's, it's just comes so natural. Yeah, Luke tells me, he's like, I have worked in a construction site area almost my whole teen and adult life, and I've never met anybody that cusses more than me. Really? Yeah. But I'm at home, and I, even if I'm my children, I know it's terrible, but I, I throw around the F-bomb like it's confetti. Well, I've been, you know, following my husband around the Marine Corps for, like, 11 years, so yeah. the Marines got some mouths on them, and I'm going to blame them for corrupting me. Exactly. And my mother. You want to know what my daughter I asked me? I blame my this? mother as well. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this, mother. She is. <laughs> she is. She's like, no, the fuck you did it! <laughs> so, it's interesting, because my daughter asked me this morning what a twat meant. Oh, God. <laughs> because I say it all the time, and she's like, Mom, what's a twat? Anyways, yeah. I've so, been throwing around the C word a lot lately. You know, and I know a lot of people hate that word, but I kind of like it. I hated that word for a long time. I don't mean it in a derogatory way. I mean it in... I like it more than bitch. I think that if somebody were to come up to my face and say that, I'd see red. Oh, yeah. And instantly... I usually, when I say it, I'm usually talking about other drivers, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been saying it, too. Like, (laughs) as a younger teen, like, I hated that word. I hated even saying it. Like, I just felt nasty I didn't really care. People just told me that. So, I was like, oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. And then I grew up, and I'm like, (laughs) I can say whatever I want. I'm an adult now. Yeah. All right. Now, now I'll say it without even any. There, there's no any hesitation. I'll say it, but like if I'm like actually like I don't actually fight with people. But if I was actually getting into it with someone, I don't think I'd call them a cunt. I don't think so either. Unless I really, unless I was ready to throw hands, then I'll say it because then I'm ready. Come at me, bitch! But yeah. I don't get in fights. I'm a good girl. <laughs> Christina's an angel. I haven't gotten in a fight in a few years. 
I'm an angel too. All right, so I'm going to try to not make this as dark as, I, I, you know, I'm going to be 100% honest. This story is dark, but I don't think, um, I don't know if it's as dark as yours. Oh. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think an age difference matters. No. But yours was very traumatic. It was very traumatic. It and was this traumatic one, for me just yeah. to tell. Yeah, and I heard it in your voice. Like, it was, like, yeah. I I felt it, and, you know, reading, I got goosebumps. While you were reading it, I got goosebumps. It I don't was even just... want to listen to that episode. And, because every time we edit, I listen to the episodes just mm -hmm. to make sure everything's good. I don't even want to listen to it. Just make Stefan listen and to it. And I don't it. even want to hear myself in it, because I know my voice is wonky. Mm -hmm. And, like, my allergies are messing with me, and telling this rough story messed with me, so... I apologize. I don't know how it's going to sound. I haven't heard it yet, and I don't want to hear it, but it's going to be rough. It's yeah. going to be rough around all of the edges. Yeah. So this one, we'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'm excited that I don't have to talk about it, though. At least <laughs> I'll just sit here and eat my chicken nuggies. So today's story gets dark for many reasons. You'll soon know. Great. Love that. And did you know that Richland is home to a serial killer? No. Me either. Like, currently or was? Was. Uh. Home to a serial killer. Like a, like, like some Dahmer shit? Yeah, like a, a serial killer. Ted Bundy? It's not him. Oh. But. All right. Well, tell me. Tell me more. I don't know okay. nothing about it. So, and we know that Washington has serial killers. Oh, yeah. We have plenty of them, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. But to know that one came from Richland, Washington, seemed really rather close to home. So, that's why I chose this story. Richland? Is, there's a lot of stuff that happens with Richland, mm -hmm. I feel like. You don't ever hear about Kennewick or Pasco. It's always Richland. Yeah. <laughs> so Richland's got some history. It does. That's for sure. So, today I will be talking about the case of Wesley Allen Dodd. Oh, that was mentioned in my case. I just didn't talk about it because I didn't. I was like, "That's someone else." I don't. You know, know what? And I know capacity. why because you said there was three pending oh, life sentences. That's what it was. That's, uh, that is what it was. Yep. And I just skipped over it. I was like, "No, no, man." That's why I was enough. saying our stories were so yep. like intertwined he, somehow. <laughs> he was mentioned in it, and I just blew past it because I was fucking sick of everything at that point. Mm -hmm. Wesley was known to be the Vancouver child killer. Like Vancouver, Washington? Yeah. Okay. In the episode, I will only address him as Wesley. So yeah. you'll he'll hear him as Wesley throughout the story. That sucks, because I really like the name Wesley. I don't know why. Well, you're not going to like this, Wesley. I like the name. Can I hate him and like his name? Uh, I'm going to ask you that question after this oh, great. episode. <laughs> Like if, if I remember. You know? <laughs> yes, that's a different... Yeah. I get different vibes from that Wesley, Wesley. Snipes. <laughs> I always feel like... I don't know. I don't know, man. All right, let's hear this shit. Growing up, Wesley seemed to be socially awkward. Aren't we all? <laughs> that's what I thought when I, when I typed that <laughs> like, up. I'm still socially awkward, so... <laughs> all right, buddy. Stating he had no friends... And the terror starts at a very young age for Wesley. At the age of 13, Wesley began exposing himself to children in his neighborhood. 
Ew. His father eventually told the Oregon newspaper that he was aware of the behaviors, but largely ignored it since he felt his son was otherwise a well-behaved oh, child. Fuck! If my son was showing himself to other kids, I would fucking nip beat that his shit. Ass. Yeah, yeah, I would beat his ass, and then I'd probably beat his ass some more. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'd want to make it hurt, but it's, as a mom, I don't feel like that's my territory. <laughs> yeah. So he. He thought his son was well-behaved because he never had a problem with drugs, drinking, or smoking. Mm. By the time he entered high school, Wesley had had progressed to molestation. Right. Beginning with his younger cousins. Piece of shit. And then the neighborhood children. What year was this? I'll get to it. Settle down. Calm down. Well, I'm just, this is my story. I know, but I, I want to know things because it kind of, I don't want to say, but okay, reminds so, me of something. So then he started molesting the neighborhood children that he offered to babysit. No. He well, offered okay, to babysit all, these children. First of all, like, I know when I grew up, I had friends that had, like, teenage boys that babysat them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could definitely get into that story because it was kind of funny. But as a mother... I'm not letting... I mean, I have boys, so maybe I would. But if I had girls, I would not let a boy mm-hmm. babysit. Now, are these boys he's watching? Yes. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, actually, it doesn't... It just says children. Okay. Uh, but yes, boys are the prime. Okay, I had a friend who had a, a high schooler babysitter, and <laughs> I had to go home, so... <laughs> I don't remember why, but I put a wig on and I tried to be a different kid and came over and he was like, get the fuck out of here. That's funny. He was a good, he was a good male babysitter, but I don't know how I feel about a male babysitter. I had a male babysitter who babysat me and my brother and he, he was, he was very good looking. Oh. Yeah. Did you, did you get anywhere there? Uh, I, I didn't, but needless to say, he was never allowed to babysit again. Why? Uh, because he was much older than me. And no, no actions were taken, but there was assumptions that he would have went further if, yeah. How old was he? Um, I don't know. He was probably like, gosh, I don't even know. 14, 15. How old were you? Uh, like 10. So, I mean. I don't think that's that bad. No. I mean, maybe it is and I'm just fucked up. (laughs) I'm like, man. I mean, I was old enough to know. Yeah, I feel like as a ten-year-old, you see an older boy and you, you know, got to. Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I think you're at, as a, as a as a girl, you're at that age. You're still you young, see though. It. You're not actually going to do anything. No, typically, exactly. So uh, it's more like a crush. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, we strayed. I'm sorry. It's okay. So let me if I'm okay. So he offered to babysit the neighborhood children as well as the children of a woman his father was dating. Okay. At the age of 15, Wesley was arrested for indecent exposure. This is where I went in about not all people on the sex registry. And I only know this because when I was in middle school, I have a friend who mooned somebody. 
and they got in big trouble, went to court, and um, now he's okay. listed as a sexual offender. Okay, so I, I don't guess know it's how different. accurate that is because I know I, my ass was driving <laughs> on Vista Way, hitting Clearwater, and this mofo homeless guy was standing there, and his fucking pants dropped, and I looked next to me, and there was a police car next to me, and the cops were just fucking laughing their asses off at this guy. So oh, I don't wow. know. He mooned the whole fucking Clearwater and 395 intersection, and I don't know. They oh might have saw the front half too. That's, These cops just laughed. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, no. In in middle school, I remember this kid getting in big trouble and went to court and got put on the registry. So it's only okay if you're homeless. Gotcha. I guess. All right. Different laws. Okay. At the age of 15, he was arrested for indecent exposure, but police released him with recommendations of juvenile counseling. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what year this is. It's, it's coming. Just fucking tell It me. also, at the age of 15, I added this in. Is it beneficial to the story? I have no idea. I just thought it was um, information that should be released. So also, at the age of 15, his father committed suicide. Okay, that'll fuck you up. Yeah. So not only was he already fucked up, now he's even more fucked up yeah with his dad being gone i don't know if he's the one who found his dad i don't know that side of the story Hmm. so at the age of 20 this was 1981 okay wesley tried to abduct two girls Hmm. in 1981 thankfully they got away they reported it to police but guess what nothing Nothing happened yeah Later, Wesley decided to enlist in the U.S. Navy. He was stationed... Oh, great, the Navy. Yeah. That's where he belongs. <laughs> no, hey, I love you guys. Uh, so, he was stationed at the base in Bangor, Washington, mm-hmm. where more terror happened. Figures. This is where he began abusing children who lived on the base. Motherfucker, are you kidding me? Nope. He... How did he not get fucked in... I don't know. How did another military member not fucking rock his shit? I don't know, but this went on for some time. He offered a group of boys $50 to accompany him in a game of poker. Jesus. Strip poker. I don't like this. I don't like this. Wesley was arrested for this event. However... Despite confessing to the police that he planned to molest these boys, he was released with no charges filed against him. I hate everyone. I hate this everyone. is it, it's so sick because I hate our justice you see when you read these stories and you see so many reasons that this person should have been locked up before these crimes were committed, they were just let go. I know. It's, it's, it's a huge uh, repeat, a repetitive thing that happens in cases. Mm-hmm. That and I feel like this, ugly. In, in this era, I feel like this is why there was so many serial yes. killers. The, yeah, agreed. So I understand that this was many, many years ago, but our justice system at that time failed so many people. Maybe it's why in that era there was so many serial killers, even though I just already said that. Yeah. I mean, there were certain crimes that happened in that era era error that happened that were covered well mm-hmm. it's just like yeah i, don't, I, don't I mean you it. just don't hear about serial killers nowadays yeah i mean they're caught i guess relatively um, yeah they're a lot better th- these days they're a lot better technology and ways mm-hmm. of catching these shitheads but i have a, a lot of feelings about it i'm not gonna get into that 
Wesley continued his gruesome acts. Great. Surprise, surprise. He hasn't been stopped. They're not yeah. going to stop him. And wasn't being careful to not get caught. Now probably feeling invincible because he's gotten away with everything that he's done already. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because that's pretty much what happens. Yeah. Well, I got away with it this time. I'll just keep going. Shortly after the strip poker incident, Wesley was arrested again for exposing himself to a boy and was discharged from the Navy. What makes you think anyone wants to see your little wiener? I don't know. I never understood that. Yeah, I don't I don't either. No one wants to see that shit. Keep it tucked. Yeah. It is, yeah. Ugh. Wesley spent 19 days in jail for that incident. And then only went... Only 19 days? Only 19 days. Ugh. God. But was finally discharged from the Navy. So, I mean, great that was they it, finally did something. Was it a dishonorable discharge? I would probably say so. It uh, didn't I say it just so. said discharged from the Navy. Oh, okay. Probably. So, after spending 19 days in jail, uh, he was ordered by the court to go under count to do court-ordered counseling. Okay. In May of 1984, he was arrested again for molesting a 10-year-old boy, but received only a suspended sentence. Oh, my God. How many fucking times? This is what happens. They do all this shit that leads up to a big fucking thing because they keep letting them get away. Oh, it makes me mad. Mm -hmm. Makes me mad. So now he's getting arrested, but still only getting a slap on the hand for this horrific act that he's doing to young boys. Just fucking disgusting. Yeah, I hate people. I hate people. Yeah, let's just say what we're already thinking. Wesley is a sick fuck. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. He dies, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of know because of what I already read. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wesley planned his life around what he felt was easy access to targets. And we are referring to children. Mm-hmm. That's usually what they do. He moved into an apartment block that was, that housed families with children. Now... Which apartment block? Uh, was this in Vancouver or yeah. Richland? Okay. Yeah. So he is from Richland, but this all happened in Vancouver. Ah, gotcha. Uh, so he got himself situated in housing for families, but yet he doesn't have one. Okay. But he got himself in there. How the fuck did he do that? Don't know. Don't know. But he made it to where he was at. He was, had that easy access to the children. Manipulator. Okay. Yep. And he worked at fast food restaurants. Also, as a charity truck driver. <laughs> How ironic. Mm-hmm. He repeatedly molested the preschool-aged children in, in his neighborhood. But the women declined to press charges, fearing the experience would be too traumatic for her children. And let me just stop you right here, because fearing that it would be too traumatic for her children... It, that That just pisses me off. Because what about the experience that this Mr. Sick Fuck Wesley put these children through? Mm-hmm. And the mom's just going to say, no, I don't want to put him through court. Like, I get that as a mother, but at the same time, like... She's letting him get away with it. Yeah. That, I... Mm-mm. It's gonna. It's not going to stop if you don't do something. Exactly. Yeah. And all, all of these acts that he's previously committed... He's gotten away with. Yeah. And 19 days in, pr- 19 days in jail I'll and tell you what, undergoing counseling. I'm going to try some shit like that on my kid. I'm taking manners in my own fucking hands. Cause these you kids, have to. I would. I won't I'm tell sorry. you because I have a whole plan. But I, if something like that ever happens, just know I know how to fucking take care of it. Don't use yeah. that against me if this ever happens and I <laughs> do have to take care of something. You'll never yeah. know because you won't find the body. Anyways. <laughs> 
So maybe pressing charges and hopefully getting more than a slap on the hand would have given these sweet children justice. I'm sorry. I personally just do not agree Mm -mm. with that mother's decision. Mm -mm. I don't either. I mean, I I see it, but I don't. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. My iPad just did something crazy. Technology is really not liking us. See, I was doing paper, and then you got mad at me because I kept... I wasn't mad. I I know. Shut up. She was mad at the paper because I kept flipping pages. Uh, We're still loud. (laughs) We still knock shit around. This damn table is so loud. (laughs) Okay, back where I am. Uh, Okay, now we get to 1987. Okay. Wesley tried to lure a young boy into a vacant building. And thankfully, the boy refused and went straight to the police and told them what happened. Prosecutors were aware of Wesley's appealing, uh, appalling history of sexual offenses and recommended five years in prison. However, once again, guess what? He got out. (laughs) Slap on the wrist. Wesley only received minimal punishment because he had not actually touched the boy or exposed himself. At that point... mm, With the previous crimes, it shouldn't even have mattered. Yeah. Because he would have if the boy would have... Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. He was placed on probation in order to seek a psychiatric treatment. Mm-hmm. After finishing probation, he... so well for people back then. <laughs> right. So, after finishing probation, he stopped going to treatment and moved to Vancouver, Washington, where he hire, was hired as a shipping clerk. Okay, so, he was in Vancouver. Okay, now I just confused myself because wherever he was at, I forget the name of it, it was right near Vancouver. There's a it, lot of places. Yeah, it goes... It, I, I go, was it Battleground? No, oh, no, it, it had already say Bag, Bagcor. Bagcor? Washington. He lived on the Navy base. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's where those had happened. Okay. Gotcha. So now we're in Vancouver, Washington. Okay. Where he was hired as a shipping clerk. And do you think these gruesome acts stopped here? Hell no. No. Hell no. It does appear, though, that he took a break from his sick lifestyle. For just a little bit. It might appear that way. It doesn't or nothing it was reported. Yeah. Yeah. I, for someone like him, I highly doubt he would have took a break. Yeah. So now it's fall of 1989. Okay. Wesley decided that Davis Douglas Park in Vancouver would be a good place to find potential victims. It was large, heavily wooded, with several secluded trails. Pre-planning his next gruesome act. Why do I feel like I've been there? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually been there. Hmm. I've been to Vancouver a few times, but I'm not a big city person, so... Wesley was arrested several times over the next few years for child molestation, each time only serving short jail sentences that was also given court-mandated therapy. This disgusting asshole needs more than just therapy. He needs to be held accountable for the crimes he committed to the fullest, and maybe that would have eliminated the amount of crimes he committed. Yeah. Mm. Now, every single one of Wesley's victims were below the age of 12. Some of them as young as two. Okay, come on. And most of them were boys. And there was roughly 50 victims. Now, these are the only ones that they know now of. Now I have to have the talk with my kids about people in peepees and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. now I'm like, fuck. 
Because I, I just had a discussion with my oldest the other day about, like, if you're ever lost and you need help, I was telling him, like, the most likely person to go to is a female versus a male. But then I'm like, well, you're also a boy. And I was like, wait, it's just, ugh, I don't know what to tell him mm -hmm. as far as, like, safety. I don't know. I just, I mean, obviously my son is too, so he has no idea. But I told Nevea, like, she feels so comfortable that she could come to either me or her dad. Yeah. But I told her, I'm like, you have a very small circle of people that you know, no matter what, boy, girl, you go to them. Yeah. You know, she knows that she could go to you. She knows she can go to her Uncle David and her Aunt Karen. She knows she can go to me or her dad. Yeah. You know, and I'm okay... Or her grandparents. I'm okay with that circle. Yeah. It's just it's hard with kids to teach them who to trust, who not to trust, who to turn to. Mm -hmm. I told my daughter to trust her instinct. Yeah. My gut feeling has never steered me wrong. Yeah. And I don't even care if this person is a saint. If I have a bad feeling about you, Yeah. bye. But sometimes <laughs> kids get vulnerable and confused and mm -hmm. uh, it's a whole thing. All right. Exactly. Uh, so, just the 50 victims, that's what was reported. And there could have been more, and we just don't know. Yeah. There probably was. Because, honestly, it sounds like they didn't like... Sorry, my chairs. Wee Sounds like they didn't want to report it. Mm-hmm. Wesley's sexual fantasies became increasingly violent over the years, stating to a psychiatric. This is what he says. The more I thought about it, the more exciting the idea of murder sounded. I planned many ways to kill a boy. A psychiatric who evaluated Wesley following one of his convictions said that he felt a legit legal criteria fitting Wesley was a sexual psychopath. Yeah. So they clinically diagnosed him. As a sexual psychopath. Okay, so at this point, has he killed anyone? Not yet. Okay. But he's admitted to wanting to. Gotcha. Okay. And do you think that, if not all of the red flags he threw out like confetti, would alarm people enough to put a stop to this man's disgusting crimes? No. No, no, no. no. These people let this sick fuck continue out his fantasies. All these red flags and him saying exactly what he wanted to do. He, he did. Committed. He did. Yeah. But he played out every single fantasy that he wanted to do that he described to his psychiatric and they, client. Oh. And they let him go. No. that's See, these days, they're, at least I can say these days. Back then, they weren't so good. But these days, you say anything like that, they will fucking commit you. Man, you say you want to harm yourself and you're, mm -hmm. you're going in. <laughs> Yep. Absolutely. So on September 4th in 1989, Wesley went to David Douglas Park in Vancouver with a fish fillet knife and shoelaces. Oh my God. And he sought after young boys that he wanted to kill. This is where he is starting to fulfill his fantasies. Awesome. He unfortunately lured two boys their names are cole and william nur and they are brothers they are brothers and they are ages 11 and 10 
he got them to a secluded area where he forced them to undress in front of him, tied them to a tree, and performed sexual acts on them both. God. Then when he was done, he stabbed these young boys repeatedly with a knife, and then, like the coward he was, he fled the scene. These boys were discovered tied to a tree, mutilated mm. by somebody else in the park. That's imagine coming up on that scene like, oh, it's got to traumatize you. Yeah, just to see that. Cole was pronounced dead at the scene, and William didn't die until en route to oh, the nearest hospital. Alive. So he was still struggling for his Aww. life. That's just. After this horrific double murder, Wesley created a scrapbook to hold all the newspaper clippings of the murder that he just committed. A fucking piece of shit. As if it couldn't get worse, it does. Oh, great. On, that. <laughs> on October 29th, Wesley drove to Portland, Oregon, and this is roughly a 15-mile drive from the last murders that he just did, and this is where he encountered his next victim, four-year-old Lee Izelli. Hmm? Izelli, I think that's how you say his last name, Lee Izelli. I think so. Lee was at a local park with his nine-year-old brother, Justin. And Lee happened to be playing alone on a slide. And Wesley was watching and scoped out that he had ended up being by himself. And Wesley succeeded in convincing the boy to come with him. This sweet four-year-old little boy. <sighs> so he, con he convinced him that Justin had gone home and that's his older brother. Mm -hmm. So Wesley told Lee that he would drive him back to his house. Somehow... Unnoticed, Wesley managed to take Lee to his apartment in Vancouver, and there is where he ordered the boy to undress. Oh, no. No, no, no. Wesley then tied Lee to his bed and molested him in taking photographs of this abuse. Wesley kept Lee overnight while he continued to sexually abuse him all night. Oh, my God. I hate this. All while jotting down every single gruesome detail in his diary. The oh, next they had a diary. Mm-hmm. The next morning is when Wesley decided to strangle four-year-old Lee to death with a rope, and then hung his body up in a closet like a piece of clothing. What the fuck? And then photograph photog blah, 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 blah. Taking pictures, photographing it as if it was a macabre, macabre trophy after admiring the crime that he had just committed. Wesley then stuffed Lee's news body, nude body in trash bags and threw it in some bushes near the Vancouver Lake. He then burned Lee's clothing in, tra in a trash barrel <sighs> Except for the boys' underwear, which he kept as a souvenir of the crime. Jesus Christ. Wesley is, in fact, an absolutely sick piece of trash. Oh, uh, yeah. 
The next day, Lee's body was discovered, which did result in a manhunt for a killer. Wesley felt the need to keep a low profile after this one. This time, he mostly stayed in his apartment, but not taking a break from his desires. Wesley wrote down future plans for more child abductions, as he also was constructing a homemade torture rack for his next victim. Great. (sighs) On November 13th in 1989, Wesley drove to Camas, Washington, which is roughly 12 miles east of Vancouver, where he attempted to abduct his next victim, which happened to be six-year-old James Kirk II. Wesley attempted to take James from the restroom of the new Liberty Theater. Thankfully, James began fighting and crying as Wesley was trying to escape the theater through the lobby, carrying James under his arm while this kid is fighting and screaming. Thank God he did because he Uh, drew a shit ton of attention. And that's what I told my daughter. I'm like, if something happens, you scream, you be loud, you let everyone around you know that there's something bad happening. Yes. And thankfully, that saved this little boy's life. Thank God. Good. Uh, Wesley tried to calm James, but James refused to give up. The theater employees became suspicious and followed Wesley out to the street. Due to their pursuit, Wesley released James, got into his car, and drove away. Thank God. Goodness for the employees. They no doubt saved James' life. As well as James James doing that himself. James is a fucking... Dude, you're a fighter, dude. He's a fucking G, man. Don't fuck with James, man. He ain't fucking playing. Yeah. So, then, William Ray Graves. Which I later learned that that was the gentleman dating James' mom. So, they ended up all being at the theater. They were all at the theater together. Okay. So, um, William Ray Graves continues to run after Wesley. As a parent, I probably fucking would have, too. Oh, yeah. And um, this is where it gets great. I feel like that's something Stefan would do. He would end up in jail. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, William Ray Graves, continued to run after Wesley and uh, after he dropped James, William then caught and held Wesley Good. on the ground until police arrived. I probably would have been throwing fists. I, don't I wouldn't wait. No, I'd be like, Fuck, you about to get a beating, <laughs> Yeah. You want to try some shit? Now you're going to pay. Yeah. So huge, huge props. I feel like. If, if I remember correctly, this this William Graves is the boyfriend or just on a date with this kid's mom. It's not even his own kid. Yay That's for amazing. him. Yes. That's not even his own child, and he's like, oh, fuck no. And I'm sorry, but that is how it should be. If you see somebody else's kid in oh, distress, yeah. I tell you what, I'm going to fight for them as if they're my own kid. Absolutely. If anything, yeah. If I saw anything happen to a child like that, I would instantly mom yeah. bear mode. Yeah. And you don't want to fuck with mama bears. I'm just saying that. Or daddy bears. Yeah, or daddy <laughs> bears. That's for sure. Definitely don't want to fuck with daddy bears because that's what will really get you. That'll, that'll kill you, man. Mm-hmm. Wesley has... 
Wesley was then taken to the Camas police station, where Portland Task Force lead detectives, lead detective, C.W. Jensen, and Dave Trimble interviewed Wesley. Wesley was then taken to Clark County Jail in Vancouver, where Jensen and Trimble continued their interrogation over the course of three days. Eventually, uh, Wesley did confess to all three murders. Jensen and Trimble then served a search warrant for Wesley's home in Vancouver. And then they found a bunch of shit. I'm sure. During the search of Wesley's home, the police discovered the homemade torture rack. Uh, So did he actually use it? He didn't use it. He was going to use it on the sweet James that he tried to pull out of the movie theater. Thank God for their family being some motherfucking G's. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. so they also found newspaper clippings of all the crimes that he com- com- committed, and he put these in a scrapbook, you know, and just glorified over all of this. Mm. And then they found a briefcase containing Lee's underwear, and then a photo album of all the pictures that he took of Lee. Can you imagine seeing that? I would never want to see that. I would never want to see oh, that. And I would want to fucking burn that book so nobody else had to see those pictures. And I I can only imagine if those pictures got pulled up in court. I just... You know they probably did. I just, I can't even. Mm -hmm. An assortment of photographs of children in newspapers and store catalogs and underwear advertisements he had kept. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? They also discovered Wesley's diary. (laughs) which is where he wrote in gory details about all the murders. Wesley was charged with aggravated first-degree murder in the death of the Near Brothers and then of Lee Izzelli, plus attempted kidnapping of another child, which was James. He initially pleaded not guilty to all charges, but then later did change his plea to guilty. Okay. Wesley would later confess to police that he had originally not planned to kill Lee. Just do He's all these fucking nasty, gruesome acts, but then just let him go. Um, somehow I doubt that. Yeah. But he eventually decided to kill the boy because he didn't want him telling anybody what happened. He knew damn well he was going to kill that Oh, boy. yeah. Oh, he yeah. knew damn well that because he, he be was pleading out his fantasies, anyways. Yeah, he, yeah. He confessed before that he was going to. What just pisses me off the most is Wesley confided to his counselor that he was going to do this. Yeah. And they fucking let him go. Yeah, this so he could fulfill his fantasies. That fucking pisses me off because if if actions were taken previously, these young like, boys would still be alive. Can they hold that against that person? Like I know everything has to be confidential and they I can't. don't know. I know if I were to say that I was commit suicide to my counselor, she would have the police at my door. <sighs> So how would that be any different if you're going to say that if you're going to put yourself or somebody else in harm, at least today, yeah, it has to be reported. That's when the HIPAA law disappears. Yeah, it's complicated. I don't understand it, but yeah. So that part just fucking pisses me off because it just, these gruesome acts could have been avoided mm-hmm. and they were not. They let this guy play out 
this disgusting. Ugh. <sighs> so during his trial at the Clark County Superior Court, the prosecution read aloud experts of Wesley's diary and then did display photographs of Lee. Oh. The defense did not call any witnesses or present any evidence suggesting only that Wesley must be legally insane. It always goes back to this guy is a sick fuck, so let's just say he's mentally incapable. That pisses me off. I do understand that some people are truly, truly messed up in the head. This guy knew what he was doing. Unless you are diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia or some sort of mental disorder. I mean, he was. He was He was clinically diagnosed as a sexual psychopath. Yeah, which means he should have been locked up mm-hmm. to begin with at, like, but he Eastern wasn't. State. Yeah, but he wasn't. So, yeah, ugh. Um... So, after the defense said that there was no witnesses or any evidence to present, suggesting only that he was illegally insane, Mm -hmm. the jury did find Wesley guilty. Prosecutors requested the death penalty, and the jury agreed. Dodd, or Wesley, would claim that speaking on his own defense was pointless, and ultimately the system had failed repeatedly. He even knew... He said in court, the system had failed repeatedly. He knows that the system let him get as far as he got. Washington state law gave Wesley the choice of execution by lethal injection or by hanging. (laughs) Wesley stated that he wished to die by being hung because that is how he killed Lee Izzelli, his last victim. Mm. I'm surprised he didn't take the coward's way out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. In 1990, Wesley was sentenced to death for the murder of the Near Brothers as well as for the separate rape and murder of Lee Zelli. Less than four years elapsed between the murders and Dodd's, Wesley Dodd's execution, and he refused to appeal his case, like yours. Mm-hmm. Um... Or the capital sentence. He insisted that he could not control his urges and would kill again. Stating in one court brief, I must be executed before I have the opportunity to escape or kill someone else. If I do escape, I promise you I will kill and rape again. I will enjoy every minute of it. I believe that. He also said in some interviews that death would give him a relief from guilt over the murders. Well, I feel like you deserve to feel the guilt, personally. Part of me feels like you don't actually feel the guilt, though. So I don't, I, I don't feel that he has any remorse. I don't think he does. I, he and I, and I, I think his threat of him getting out and killing again was 100%. Because he would. Oh, yeah. Uh, If he got out, he would... If he escaped, his first thing would be to get the closest young victim. But I think he knows damn well he's not going to be able to escape, and he's going to have to, like... I think he... I mean, I don't know. I think there was was quite a bit of jail escapes. I mean, they still even happen now. I know, but I feel like it... Okay. Because look at the Green River Killer. He got out a lot. Yeah, but I feel like people that uh, commit crimes against children... 
have it really rough in prison. And that's why... Oh, yeah, if it's known. That's why these two assholes that we were just talking about wanted to end this quick. Because they knew they were going to get fucked Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, even to this day, people die. So If they know that you go in there for a child abuse crime... This, it was just on the news. I don't, I mean, I'm sure some... I remember. No, this is brand, brand new. When I'm, uh, this, uh, teacher, uh, like, hit a child in the hallway. They have it on videotape. Mm -hmm. He, like, smacked the shit out of him. He went in to jail, and everyone in jail beat the shit out of him. Oh. This just happened. Oh, yeah, that's not the case that was happening. I, I, and this was probably, like, a year or two ago now. It was a principal, I think, that did this. So this was during the COVID pandemic, but there was an individual who died in jail, and it was here in Washington somewhere, I believe. Oh. Um, maybe it was. It was on the local news. Okay. So I don't know if it was here or they just... Sometimes they pull other yeah. shit. But this person did bad things to children, and he was discovered dead in his jail cell. And you know what? I have no sympathy for it. I'm sorry. That's why I feel like these two assholes that we just talked about are cowards by demanding their death sentence because they want to get, they want to be in isolation, they want to be protected, and then die their own way versus Mm -hmm. going out and getting their shit rocked the way they fucking deserve. That is true. That's how I feel about it. They took the coward's way out because they know they're going to get fucked up and they should get fucked up. Yeah. They no, should I 100% be afraid. agree. They deserve to be afraid and tortured the way they treated their victims. I say cut them loose to the population, the people that are in there for dumb shit, drug charges. Remember when they used to do like those, those. Let them fucking destroy these sick fucks. Yeah. Remember, like, way, 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 way back. Obviously, we weren't alive, but we read about it. You know, the witch hunts. Mm hmm. They'd let people get their weapons and torches and go after these witches. Why can't we do that to these people that do bad things to children who obviously just fucking get away with it? They do. And that's why we have uh, certain cases where people take uh, matters into their own hands. And because the justice system doesn't do a good enough job at getting justice sometimes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. But that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. So, uh, where was I at? Sorry, I messed you up. No, it's okay. Um, just, I get really riled up about uh, child predators. It's disgusting, yeah. It is, and I feel like a lot of them just get away with it too easy, and both of these sick fucks did. Yeah. And I, I hate They did that. get the easy way out. They got the easy way out, and that, I mean, like, I get it. For the victims' families, they just want these people off the face of the earth, but... I would want them to be hurt. Mm-hmm. I would want every worst possible thing you can think of to happen to these I people. Do, I do have to say, because he chose hanging, he did put himself through hurt. In Lethal way, injection is probably painless. I don't know. I don't know. I think... I don't know. But hanging, I mean, you're getting your neck snapped, and but then you die instantly, exactly. too. Exactly. I don't know if it really is that big of a difference for me to feel that way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do know that you could also go out with getting shot. There's, like, so many officers pointing at you, but only one has a live round. The but firing nobody knows. squad? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I think they're all too, uh... Too, too easy. E- too easy. Okay, so, during his trial, he wrote a pamphlet of how parents should protect their children from child molesters such as himself. Jesus Dodd, yeah. Dodd, or, uh, his name is Dodd, but Wesley, mm-hmm. 
His execution by hanging was the first in the United States since George York and James Latham. They were hanged by uh, Kansas in 1965. The execution was witnessed by 12 members of local and regional media, prison officials, and the family members of the three victims. Dodd ordered broiled salmon. Boiled salmon? (laughs) Broiled. Broiled salmon and fried potatoes for his last meal. These people eat some weird shit for their last meals, I'll tell you what. Yeah. His last last words spoken from the second floor of the indoor, indoor gallows were recorded by the media witnesses as... I was once asked by somebody, I don't remember who, if there was any way sex offenders could be stopped. I said no, but I was wrong. I was wrong when I said there was no hope, no peace. There is hope and there is peace. I found both of them in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, shut up. Look to the Lord and you will find peace. I'm going to get hate for that, but shut up. (laughs) But he just said... Okay, this this just proves how sick he is because in previous court hearings, he was saying he was not sorry, he did not care, and now well, his last words are saying that he found peace in Christ. That's because every time someone goes to jail or prison or whatever, they discover the Lord. Yeah, to get their way out. Magically, because it's the only way they can feel like they're not that bad of a person because there's this God that's going to, you know... I don't care how much he believed in Jesus Christ himself. This guy was a sick motherfucker. Mm. And there is no Bible that could pull him out of that. You're using religion as a scapegoat for your actions is the way I feel about it. Yeah. I have a lot of feelings about religion. Not going to get into it. But that is a scapegoat. This guy definitely did that. You're full of shit, Wesley. Yes. It'd be great if he shit himself when he got hung. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if they would ever tell anybody if they did that. But anyways. I would love to know. I would like to know. <laughs> like, yeah, shit yourself, you little bitch. Yeah. Wesley was executed at 12.05 a.m. on January 5th, 1993 at Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla. Mm. He was pronounced dead by the prison doctor and his body was transported to Seattle for an autopsy. What Why for? they do, I don't know. What do you need an autopsy for? You watched how he died. You saw it happen. What do you need to know? Yeah, I don't... Unless they're studying his brain. Maybe. I don't know. King County's medical examiner at the time, Donald Rea, I don't know, uh, found that Dodd had died quickly, within two or three minutes. That's so not good he, enough for me. No. I don't like that. Though not from a broken neck, which is usually the cause of death from hanging. Uh, the medical examiner stated that Wesley's death had likely not been very painful. That pisses me off because I was hoping what, for a painful... How did he die then? It just, Strangulation? I guess so because it just... That's all it said. So he died... Because he, did, he didn't die from a broken neck, so it must have been strangulation because it's the only other way you would go out yeah. by being hung. Uh... 
Wesley was cremated following the autopsy, and his ashes were turned over to his family. Could you imagine his family? Like, I would not want it. I'm sorry. I might be a sick fuck for saying this, but I would not want to keep that. No, I wouldn't either. Even if it was my family member, I would want to at least, you know, yeah, it's your family, but I'd st- I wouldn't want it in my home. I would not want that shit in my I'd home. I'd go put it somewhere else. I would tell the cemetery, do what you, w- do what you do with people that are unclaimed. Yeah. Do your own little burial, put them somewhere. They have spots, but like, no, man, I don't want that shit. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. So Wesley's execution came along with some conference, com- controversy. <laughs> Over his choice of execution by hanging. The American Civil Liberties Union filed a lawsuit saying that this method of execution was a violation of the Eighth Amendment of the United States Constitution. What about the amendment where you have freedom of speech? Shut the fuck up, but Mm -hmm. okay. The lawsuit made its way all the way to the Washington Supreme Court, but was unsuccessful in blocking Wesley's execution, largely because Dodd himself chose hanging mm-hmm. it was his choice mm-hmm. on the day of the execution many people gathered outside the prison either supporting or protesting the execution there was much media attention some news reports featured stories on the history of hanging showing such things as the loud sound that the tarp door can make can make along with the silence that follows it and the type of rope that was going to be used and how to properly prepare it for optimum effect. Mm. And um that is it. This I'll sh- I'll show you, but look how sick this man looked. Jesus. He looked I will like, post a picture, but he looks evil as fuck. Yeah, he's scary looking, but he's like one of those kind of attractive scary looking people. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't picture as... Yeah, you wouldn't see him and think, oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to do sick things to me. You would just think, oh, that's an angry... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's black and white, but I'd be like, that's an angry Mexican. <laughs> he's, he's not Mexican. Well, he's white. But the picture, yeah. In the picture, yeah. he looks like... He's got the stash. He's, yeah. He just looks... To me, looking in his eyes, like, I can just... And maybe it's just because I know the story. Yeah. And now you guys do, too. But I look at his face and I see pure evil yeah he does look very evil yeah we're gonna have to and this is after he's already been like i should post a picture of what he looked like before he started the crimes Mm -hmm. yeah versus the look after because yeah you see the change you can see the change in in his like just yeah the evil taking over if you look into somebody's eyes their eyes can tell you a lot yeah they can and this guy is spewing pure darkness out of them bad boys i feel like i spew a lot of darkness out of my eyes i don't kill people i love you and i don't <laughs> think that you would i mean i don't see that kind of darkness i guess you haven't made me angry yet you know i can say i definitely have never i mean i've seen you mad but not at me yeah i mean probably not like at your angriest but oh. i've seen you upset actually i guess i didn't see you you've called me oh yeah we were on the phone so no i didn't see you angry <laughs> been on the phone with you angry i didn't see her eyes so i take it all back i don't know what she looks like oh, angry. no i'm just kidding uh, i i've seen you angry but i don't feel like you look i don't know you're not that angry you're angry but you're not that's because i'm an angel yeah sure <laughs> uh, uh 
So I do apologize for the dark and grim stories. And, you know, I do just think about the family members from both my story and Christina's story. I know that Christina's story, the little girl survived. The right? two-year-old, yeah. The two-year-old little she, girl survived. Touch her. And probably because she was a girl. To be honest. I don't know. I He didn't actually say why. Or it's because she was sleeping and she didn't piss him off. That could be it. That's what I'm thinking. She was asleep, so he just he forgot about her. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking his history was with all male encounters hurting him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I, th- that's, I, think, I don't know. I think that what you mentioned about him seeing himself in the little boy had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So our stories <sighs> were super, super dark and... They, if they were hard for you to listen to, just realize that it was extremely hard for us to research it. You know, when you research this, you see pictures. I had to mm-hmm. see pictures of those sweet little boys that had their lives taken. And, you know, the brother of Lee, who I love the park. I, I couldn't imagine the guilt as a sibling. Yeah. So I really like do feel for these siblings and and the victims and their family members. Yeah, let them be remembered in a good way. Yeah, because they did not deserve to leave this earth in the manner that they did. And this is note for you, parents. Keep an eye on your children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure People you all are a do. Lot more cautious these days, I think, but. Yeah. So I do see young kids walking around on their own, and I'm like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I'm a paranoid mom. I know Nevaeh wanted to walk to school alone when she was in kindergarten, and I'm like, the Hell no. fuck? Hell no. Okay, so, side story. I wanted to end the episode, but I do have to say this real fast. Um, one reason that triggered me to not letting Nevaeh walk to school alone, and I live, like, half a mile from the school. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super close. Yeah, I know where the school is from your house. And I went on... Nevaeh's very first field trip of course I had to be a part of it you know we adults couldn't ride in the school bus Mm -hmm. which I think is weird but probably also a good thing too yeah Yeah. so back in the day they could yeah I mean and this was five four years ago so I couldn't ride in the school bus none of the parents kid which is fine and the parents met at the location and we ended up being there before the children got there because buses go the speed limits. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, anyways, I get there and there's this dad there. So we engage in conversation, and he told me this horrific story. And I'm telling you, it has never left my mind since he told me this story. And his best friend lost his daughter. And this guy has three triplets that are on the bus heading to this, and he never misses. Like, he goes to all these things. He carpools his kids for right reasons. Okay. Um, His best friend's daughter lived less than a half a mile away from school, walked back and forth to school, Mm -hmm. and some predator paid attention watching this little girl go back and forth Mm -hmm. so close to home never made it home he she was walking to school and never even made it to school oh god this little girl was later discovered lifeless at the riverbank 
Yep. Fuck that. I, <laughs> this story, just because this guy knows this family so well and to tell me that story and why he is so alert with his three daughters. Yeah. It's sad it's that stuck something to my tragic has to happen for you to say, oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. And so I tell Nevaeh all the time, I'm like, I promise you it is not that I don't trust you. Yeah. I don't other trust people. other people. So if you think I'm not watching you, I'm watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I feel like with tr- the true crime thing these days, a lot more people are listening to true crime. A lot more people are paying attention. So I feel like a lot more people have their eyes open thanks to, you know, podcasts like this mm-hmm. and true crime shows. And But then people also can listen mm-hmm. and use it to their advantage. That is true. But... Because I've watched a lot, of, I've watched enough murder shows that if I murder somebody, nobody, nobody is going to be finding evidence. <laughs> Same. But luckily for me, I'm not a sick murderer. I, too, yes. So, I would never do that. But, yeah, I mean. But I feel like some people, I mean, if you watch enough, I mean, I'm sure no matter what, there's always going to be something. Well, the thing is, it's 2022. There's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. People everywhere. People are always watching. It's a lot harder. Okay, see, I know I'm babbling on, but I had an experience last night. What? (laughs) So, not only do I have my kids there, Mm -hmm. I also have my daughter's friend over. So, it's not just my children at home. I also have the care of somebody else's child in Mm -hmm. my home. And I have cameras all around my house. And I can see down the street for both directions. So, then all of a sudden, we hear this weird noise. Mm -hmm. And I look out my window. It's 930 at night. And I see this van stopped in front of my house for a couple minutes. And then two people get inside of it. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like, I just got this, like, weird feeling. Yeah. So I pull up my camera and record it. This van comes pulling in, stops right in front of my house. And then you see two kids, like a quarter mile. I don't know if they were kids. They were either young adults or teenagers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Running from down the street and getting in this van, and then the van took off. That's suspicious. Yeah. I watched that video like 10 fucking times. I have sound, so I can hear uh-huh. what was going on, but I, I heard them talking, but it nothing, like... Nothing was reported or anything? Yeah, I couldn't hear anything. Like, I couldn't hear them say any kind of... Like, I could hear them talking, but I couldn't hear them saying anything bad. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, but just odd. We fucking watched that video, like, 20 times, and I'm like... Okay, because there's been weird shit happening where I live. Yeah. People's cars getting broken into. You gotta be careful with yours, too. I know, I do gotta target on mine, but... Yeah. Alright, well, we're gonna end this. It's been an hour. <laughs> Hey, but you know what? You guys got some good content to listen to. I <laughs> hope you enjoy it. I really do. It was this was difficult for us. We it took us a while to come back, but we're back. We're gonna have episodes every week again. Um, I'm gonna. And if you have, guys have requests, oh yeah, always send in requests. I have like two lined up um, that I'm doing next. I'm doing the the i want to call it a big one it's not a huge one but it's the case that really made me want to start my podcast see the one that i have i can't talk about i know and that's the one that really affected me as a kid Mm-hmm. so you just need to hurry up and get a new job <laughs>
Yeah. I, well, I'm working on that, honestly. Yeah. I'm trying to find a new job. I'm Life's been rough. We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. So we're working on things. I'm working on some changes. I'm hoping by the end of this year, everything's perfect and I'm just the best little person I can be. The best <laughs> version of myself. I don't know. But... No, we're working on things. We got, um, I got my case that I'm doing next coming up. It's very close to me. And then I have another one I'm doing after that on a missing person. Okay, you guys throw out some ideas because I have two cases lined up. One I can't talk about right now. Mm -hmm. Two is my brother's case, Mm -hmm. which I'm not gonna, I, I am waiting until after sentencing, which is next month. So I'll have that story. But if you have a specific story in mind, I am still working on one from one that was brought in. It's just there's such vague information. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. Like, if you don't have, like, the full names. And the specific date it happened, it's super hard because the news, it, like, I searched back and I still, like, within the time frames, I cannot find anybody. I cannot find nothing with the specific name given and it was just a last name i can't even i can't find anybody yeah, with that I, name. I even looked too and i couldn't find anything yeah so, so yeah i don't know we'll find we'll get more cases coming your way we might stray outside of tri-cities maybe sp- do a case from spokane i sh- i know it's been talked about but i should do one on the green river killer and i only say that because i have very close family members that worked with him yeah and also a family member who discovered one of the bodies yeah so that would be interesting i think people would enjoy that there's a lot of really messed up stuff that happens in our area you know we uh we're when we're saying we're tri-cities we're local like yeah we're gonna cover anything huge that happened in the tri-cities but if we got a good case to talk about that's like spokane walla walla um hermiston yakima yakima's got some shit yakima's Yakima's like a whole other... Yakima's just shit. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit I have a family lot. that lives there, and I'm sorry if you listen to that, but, you know. Yeah. Do you see that TikTok I sent you about that place in Yakima I want to go to? With the drinks? Did you just send it to me? Yesterday. Okay, I haven't been on TikTok. God damn it. We, I, I want to take a trip to Yakima now. Okay, let's go. And also, we are also going to be working on some merch. Yes, if you guys are interested in merch, we have a few things we're uh, working on. Yeah. So we It'll help get our name out there. It would help with our name and it would help us uh financially if we can make a slight profit off of it to put into our podcast. Yes. Because we have to pay money for subscriptions to get the information that we research and they're not cheap. And also um our equipment. Mm-hmm. And the software to run it. Software, yes. equipment research it all costs money so um we figured if we put out some merch we can to put back into it yeah, yeah i mean we don't have any sponsors yet i'm hoping eventually we get a sponsor uh, sponsor us and um i really really want to go have some stickers made and yeah shops. once we once we get the image lined up yeah i will print and cut the stickers we need to work on that i have a lot of stuff i need to work on i still Me gotta too. work on artwork for this disturbing segment that I'm working on because I want to give those episodes their own artwork for like that particular episode. It's hard to explain. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, we're going to end this episode here. We've been talking a lot. We we got a lot done finally. Um, 
So we will see you uh, next time in our next episode. And thank you so much for still listening, if you are. And have a good one. And stay positive. Stay happy. Go uh, listen to some upbeat music after listening to this really dark shit. Yes. Go. Now. Get out of here. (laughs) Be done with this. Because we're done with it. Yes. Bye. Bye. (laughs)